Joe Biden is no Ronald Reagan. But you knew that, didn't you? Old Man Yells at Clouds, film at 11. Now, what the hell? Let's show you the film right now. I don't want to hear any more of these lies about reckless spending. We're changing people's lives. Wow. Uh, gentlemen, I stand corrected. You know, last week I did that uh, right angle segment on maybe Joe Biden just doesn't care anymore. He seems to have lost interest. But man, he's angry, isn't he? And he's angry at us. <laughs> he's angry at the American people for not appreciating the great job he's done as president and steward of this uh, multi-trillion dollar economy. So, uh, Bill, let me go to you first. Um With 71 percent, at least according to the latest Rasmussen numbers, 71 percent of voters think that the nation is headed down the wrong track. Um, Do you think maybe this is the wrong time for Joe Biden to be bragging about all his accomplishments? I've got a a couple things that that this uh, clip um, kind of – well, one surprised me. The other one didn't. The thing that surprised me was uh, how energetic Joe was. I I haven't seen him that energetic. I think they probably hooked him up to the – you know, to the wall supply and clipped a couple of alligator clips to his ankles and got a got a pretty pretty high energy performance out of him. And so, my first question, Steve, is why do you get that kind of energy, heat, and passion from Joe Biden when he's talking to the unions and not when he's talking to the American people? It sounds to me like uh, he knows which side his bread is buttered on in terms of who who his essentially sole remaining uh, support is. But the bigger issue is. It goes to show how out of touch all of these Democrats are. They're old, old people, and they don't they don't have a clue. Joe Biden genuinely believes that that the people love him. It's just something wrong with the messaging. So we're going to have to improve the messaging. My segments on the um, on the uh, January 6th event uh, and they had somebody from NBC News come in and produce that. Right. Then somebody come in and produce it. So the graphics and the lighting and everything look really, really professional. Nobody's watching it. But that's kind of the point. But my but my point is, again and again and again, it's like they're looking for the gimmick, like like there's like there's some kind of a of a magic phrase that's all of a sudden going to sell these algae cakes, you know, and and um, and it's not coming. It's not coming up, Steve. You can call them whammo delicioso super bars and, and people are still not buying these dried out algae cakes. And. The part that's alarming is, is that he and the rest of his administration genuinely don't seem to realize how deeply unpopular they are. And so the chance of them taking any corrective action is pretty much about as large as the chances of the Democrats keeping the House and the Senate in November. These things are all tied together. You know, you can't be this clueless and flick this kind of misery on the American people coming off of the COVID restrictions and, and, and all of this stuff without consequences. But living without consequences is kind of the entire idea of being progressive. Yeah. Wow. Well said. Um, Scott, the first line that, that, that President Biden said, I don't want to hear any more lies about this reckless spending. Uh, you're going to cover that, the inflation part in your segment this week. And I'm looking forward to recording that with you here uh, in just a few minutes. Um, but as for the rest of it, uh, you know, we've got uh, we, we've got an oil industry that's been in decline since Joe Biden started signing executive orders his first day in office. 
Uh, we've got an economy that's still more than a million jobs short of where it was before the lockdowns. And we've had a lot of time to recover from those now. And we have an economy that when you account for that inflation is uh, weaker and smaller than it was two years ago. Uh, what is it? do you think is going through the mind of this administration when it insists that all is well? I think he said more than he thought he said there. Um, mm. and, and by the way, if you replay that clip, you will notice that um, I, I don't think he actually is angry. I think in the middle of that sentence, he suddenly passed a kidney stone. You'll see that his hands just start shaking suddenly uncontrollably, like he has this spasmodic reaction to some, you know, biological process of you know, well passing something. I'm not sure what he passed, but um, I'm betting on an aneurysm. In any case, yeah, yeah, it depends on how you look at it. Um, but anyway, the I, I don't think he realizes how much he said there because he said, you know, I'm tired of these lies about reckless spending. Well, first of all, Mr. President. If you run to be president of the United States and somebody doesn't say stuff about you that's not true, then you're not president of the United States. So let's assume somebody is lying about you. That's part of the job. If you can't take it, don't run for an office like that and certainly don't run for re-election. So stop it with that. Um, <laughs> the lies about reckless spending versus we're changing people's lives. I think you can search the U.S. Constitution in vain to find mm -hmm. uh, some sort of indication that government was established in order to change people's lives. And we don't want our lives to be changed by government. Our job is to change our lives. That's our responsibility. And the more government meddles in that, the less possible it is for us to change our lives in ways that we favor versus the ways that are kind of happening secondhand to us as a result of, let's not say reckless, let's just say government spending and lots of it and things that people don't even know where the money's going for. I'm not saying that's reckless, but it might be reckless. So anyway, it just, he, he, exactly reverses what the whole constitutional role is. You know, spending is your purview, Mr. President. Changing my life is not. Can I yeah. just add something to Please. that, Steve? Because it's important, you know, it's important that you give uh, the, the opposition credit when credit is due. And uh, and the Biden, uh, the Democrats have, in fact, been changing people's lives and, and dramatically. If you were to take a look at uh, Baltimore, St. Louis, Chicago, Atlanta, uh, any of these cities back 50, 60, 70 years ago when Republicans were, were last running the place, they were functioning, civil, uh, clean, uh, relatively crime-free. But in the 50 years of handouts that we've seen and the government just giving people money like Joe Biden is crowing about there, they've changed a lot of lives. They've changed millions and millions and millions of lives. There's millions of people have been moved into dependency. Millions more have been moved into anger, resentment, despair, envy, laziness, and on and on and on. So yes, he is in fact changing people's lives. And, and the evidence out there is uh, pretty clear for those who want to look at it. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm 53 years old, which means uh, my first political memories, and I was raised by a fairly political family, uh, my first political memories were the last couple of years of the Carter administration and malaise and inflation and the mm -hmm. misery index and all that good stuff. And then, of course, the, the, the changeover that began in January of 1981 when Ronald Reagan was sworn in. And Reagan and the then uh, Fed chief, Paul Volcker, engineered 
a recession. Now, you might say, oh, the Fed is independent, blah, blah, blah. It does whatever it wants. But that's that's not really true. The Fed is a the chairman of the Fed is a political appointee and he faces political pressures, massive political pressures every day. What Reagan did was to give Volcker the political cover he needed to raise interest rates up to the guy to, yes, cause a recession, yes, throw millions of people out of work, and yes, wring inflation out of the economy because they knew that if they did this, if they did the right but very difficult thing, that we would see growth like maybe we hadn't seen in a very long time. And sure enough, you knew Ronald Reagan was going to win re-election because in 1984, in the nine months before the election, Americans' real incomes went up by 7% just in nine months. It was phenomenal growth. Nothing, no, we hadn't seen anything like this since the, I think the first post-war boom. It was outstanding. But Reagan risked it all. He risked his presidency on this man-made recession in order to get the benefits out of it later. But what I remember most about that, that difficult time from 1981-1982 when we were suffering that recession was Reagan never tried to tell us that, hey, everything's great. It's working. Aren't you happy? Why aren't you happy with me? No. Reagan told us it was going to be tough. It was going to be hard. But in the end, the country would be better off for it. And guess what it was? And guess what? Joe Biden is no Ronald Reagan. But you knew that, didn't you? All right. That's your right angle on that. Brought to you by the members of BillWhittle.com. Hey, before you go, I forgot to ask you at the beginning of the show. Hit that like button, that notification button, that thumbs up button, that four star, five star button, whatever it is. It really helps us. And if you're not a member of BillWhittle.com, why don't you become one today? We'd love to have you on board. We'd sure appreciate your support. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you next time. 